It's refreshment time, folks. I'm just gonna go watch a movie. Do you like scary movies? I don't watch movies. I have to return some videotapes. You have a TV? No. I just like to read the TV guide. Read the TV guide. Don't need a TV. Books, records, films, these things matter. Call me Shell. It's the fucking truth. Over 1,600 titles. Each for rent at just $2 the first night and only a... There's an invention called television, and on this invention, they show shows, right? It's a laser disc. Okay, I want channels 18, 24, 63, 987, and the weather channel. Welcome to the Fog Brothers Podcast with your hosts, Justin and Alec. Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1. Not really. This is just uh, the start of Year 2. Yes. Episode 56. If this was a comic book, it would be um, quite an event. Yes. Year 2. You know, not year one. Year one is gone. Is this our annual? Pretty much. This is our annual Frog Brothers uh, podcast. Double side issue. issue. Yeah, it's double side. You flip it over. It also there's a poster on the inside oh. of my dick. A lenticular too at that, so you can see it grow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what everyone wants in their life and needs. So soft, and then to chub, and then to hard. That's oh, the lenticular. It gets all the stages. It it fulfills my dream of wanting to get an instant erection, as we talked about earlier this afternoon. Welcome to the Frog Brothers Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. As you may have noticed, we're still the same assholes we were the first year. Mm-hmm. Don't expect a whole lot to change besides the scenery. Yeah, the scenery's gonna get good. Uh, I'm moving into a place, and I got a bedroom that's dedicated to the Frog Brothers Podcast. And this room is gonna be a Christopher Walken impression, apparently, um... It's going to be like a video store, basically. The Frog Bros videos. So, um, you know, you can rent. And comics. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, there will be comics, of course, just because. Well, yeah. There will be Fangoria's. Uh, there's going to be toys and collectibles. There's going to be animation cells. Be all sorts of cool shit in there. So we're going to be doing lots of videos in there. Lots of cool stuff coming up this year. You know what I really miss, though, is like when gas stations used to have like a good magazine rack with some comic books like thrown in there. You could always get like a comic randomly, like if you're on a road trip. or That's just where kinda... I used to get my Ninja Turtle comics. Yeah, that's where I used to get occasionally like there's some random Spider-Man issues and stuff. No, that was always... a grocery store. That was good. Their magazine rack. That's pretty sick. I used to like, uh, I remember one year, my birthday, this is kind of random, but I, uh, you like that? I get any on you? Smells like plants. Exactly. Well, smells like that flower. That's what he eats. Oh, hell yeah, bitch. Oh, hell yeah. Like, weed every day. That's my life, baby. Yeah, that's the plant it smells like. <laughs> exactly. That's Alex's life. So, um, that's going to be happening. What We got a lot of cool shit happening. We're going on a trip um, next month. We're collaborating with some excellent friends of ours. Do you just want to announce this now? I mean... It's the one-year episode. I yeah. mean, yeah, fuck it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Here's a special treat for you. We we filmed some of um, what we're going to be doing already while we are in Iowa. Yeah. We went to some film sites of uh, a movie that came out in 1996. Um, oh, 1996, and it's 2021. What could that mean? The 25th anniversary. I hit the wrong switch, and he I couldn't get the... hit the wrong space, space, space. No, but 
25 years since the mega film, mega hit, natural disaster, action. My favorite Helen Hunt movie. Exactly. Twister came out. Yes, yes. We love you, Bill Paxton, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Jamie Gertz. Ooh, baby. Does she die too? No, but uh, I just like thinking about it. She does... Uh... <laughs> she does leave Bill Paxton. I'll tell you that. That's true. I like to think she ran off. I never meant for any of this to happen. Oh, I know, Billy. Oh, I know. We we both knew this wasn't going to work. <laughs> but your dick does look great in those jeans. That's a hint because I'm recording a song for this legendary movie, Twister. Oh, yeah. We got a dope-ass fucking song. That's not on the only announcement either. Well, we're gonna. It's a hip-hop song, and we're also... We're going on a little road trip, aren't we, fellas? A road trip? Another road trip? Where on earth could we be going for the 25th anniversary of the movie Twister? You know, I couldn't help but notice how close on the map we are to Wakita. No, we are not invading Aunt Meg's house. Not happening. (laughs) Uh, So we're going down to Wakita for the Twister Museum. Uh, What state? They're having a little event. It's in Oklahoma. Oh. Hey, actually, that's Oklahoma, where the wind goes sweeping down the plains. I don't know the lyrics to Oklahoma. And we've rented out the only Airbnb in the town. You're goddamn right. And we're going to fucking waffle stomp in their shower. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. I was going to say, I don't want to fucking shower in there then. That's disgusting. (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's fucking sick, man. No, I'm just thinking some some weird, depraved shit we could do there that... Are there going to be any special festivities at the local Twister Museum? Yes, that's what we were talking about. They're having a 25th anniversary celebration one day only, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. There's some going to be um, a couple people. Um, ooh. ooh. Um, Sean Whalen, who some of you may know, some of you may not. You probably know him if you saw his face for sure. Uh, this guy's in a bunch of fucking movies, and he's in Twister. Um, yes, Indeed. Although, to think of... Uh, what's this character's name? I can't even think of it now. Oh, God. I had it off the top of my head yesterday. You can't think of shit. Well, he rides with Rabbit. He's the driver for Rabbit, who's the navigator. Once you say his name, we're going to go, Oh, fuck, that's his name. Because it's like a nickname, too. I don't even... Sanders? It's Sanders. Sanders! Sanders! This is Sanders! Am I right? Nick is fact-checking us live. Alan Sanders. Alan oh, baby. Good job, Alec. This is God. You have all the movie knowledge and your penis is huge. They've got Ian Malcolm. They think he's true trendy. We want Alan Sanders. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. So, yeah. Yeah, year two That's is gonna be uh, sweet. looking to start off pretty excellent. We do have uh, some special guests we would like to see there, but we won't really announce that just yet. We'll let them uh, do announce that on their own when they're ready. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be down there for this, so... It's going to be pretty awesome. You know, they shot a decent amount of this film in Wakita, so we're also going to be visiting other Oklahoma sites nearby. So we've got some of the Iowa sites, so it's going to be pretty badass. Like, we've really kind of got this obsession now with uh, hitting film sites, so Mm -hmm. expect more of that. We're really going to try to do a lot of that, especially around the Midwest, places that not everyone hits. You know, it's real easy to go to New York and L.A. and, like, hit the, the spots that everyone wants to go to. Well, we might do that as well. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. I'm not saying we wouldn't, but I'm just saying we're going to do some of the stuff that eh, probably not as many people are going to. 
It's going to be sick. And there's going to be videos on the YouTube. So be sure to head over to youtube.com slash thefrogbros and hit that subscribe button, please. Oh, yeah. And if you are listening on the audio format of the podcast, if you could take a moment to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. Mm. I'm not sure what other podcast uh, providers offer you for rating us, but uh, rate us now, rate us well, and leave a Do review. It. We'd be uh, greatly appreciative. Hell, Alec might even hug you. Yeah. When the COVID times are over. Um, we're also, at some point, we can announce this. This summer, we're going to be launching a Patreon and some sort of um, possibly a Facebook group, really, just so we can try to get some people in there to talk and interact with us. Um, so yeah. look forward to that. We're going to be doing some specials for people who sign up. For the first people who sign up, we're going to be doing some special kits to send them. So uh, we got look a pretty awesome little package uh, that's I think is going to be right up your alley. Yeah, are employees excluded? It's from not this? as impressive as Bill Paxton's package, but I mean, if uh, if Do you really get, want one, we're going to make them. So I'm sure we can uh, make one. We're all going to get packages. Mm. I'm like you're going to get my package. Oh, is it's it, like that old little Debbie ad. It's like uh, unwrap my pack or open up a depends on the temperature. Unwrap my package, open up a smile or whatever that old ad is. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we do have a few shout-outs for year one that we want to kind of throw out there. So, uh, a couple that come to mind would be our friend Edgar. He uh, helped us out with a little web design just out of the fucking blue because he's fucking champion like that. So, And he recently gave me a QR code to help us out. So, Edgar, appreciate the fucking support and backing us up and... Just fucking taking the initiative to kick ass and help us out. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. Thanks, Doctor. We love you. And uh, just for you, I won't be eating on this episode of the podcast. That's just a, a special treat for you to give you thanks. Thanks. And then uh, at Baducci Studios on Instagram, he uh, threw this clever logo together. It's a very <laughs> cartoonized version of the GB logo that I kind of made the basic of. Mine's very traditional, very basic Ghostbuster style and... Uh, he kind of threw his uh, his uh, special spin on it and made it excellent. We got some stickers added in today, so yeah. it's pretty excellent it's, to it's see It's beautiful. That. Thank you for that. stickers turned out great. You can already see the logo, man, but this looks nice on the old... Uh, We're going to be having him do a uh, t-shirt design later this summer as well. Water so bottle, yeah. Look forward to that. And uh, pretty stoked on that. And then, obviously... What is that? What is that on the table over there? Oh, oh, this? What is that? Oh, this? Huh. That looks very. That's that's interesting. That looks delicious. This I wonder the, uh, if someone is about to eat this and could tell us if it was in fact delicious or not. Now you see, Edgar, we said that Alec wasn't going to eat. That didn't mean that Nick wasn't going to. Yeah, I'm sorry. Whoopsie! I can't be held responsible for the actions of my coworkers. You know what's the most disappointing thing about this for me? I, I can't eat this fucking cereal. I can't wait to try this cereal I've just opened for the first time. Goddamn marshmallows have gelatin in them. You know, like, it's 2021. You think you'd be able to make a dehydrated marshmallow without using gelatin. Careful. This yeah. motherfucker has, like, milk all over the electronics here in five minutes. I've been pouring cereal for all my life. I remember growing up, we had a Nest controller that somebody spilled milk on. And, and you could, like, always tell gross, the, yeah. yeah. Like, like, had I known what I know now, I would have just taken it apart and cleaned it really quick, but... <laughs> we didn't fucking know that then. You might um, be nervous over there pouring liquids. Yeah. <laughs> Just be careful. Mm. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Let's sample this delicious cereal. So I uh, finally found the Ghostbuster cereal here in the Midwest. Oh. So if you're in the Kansas City region, oh. mm. it's all over now. Mm. Uh, Ghostbusters I was, I was getting some 
of the Ben and Jerry's non-dairy ice cream, which the fish food is fucking amazing, which has vegan marshmallow fluff in it. It's fucking oh, it's delightful. It's good. And then I stood up and turned around and saw like this Ghostbuster cereal on a random display. It didn't have like the little cute little pop-up display to stick stack them in. It was just kind of a shelf corner shelf. And I immediately grabbed a stack of six. And I looked like an asshole when I was in the store because I was just like, one, two. I had to well, get two for me, then, two for you, and two for Nick. And what was the only other thing you bought? Like booze? Yeah. So you look like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> I did, yeah. I bought a, a couple of the uh, little dollar shot shooters they have at the Hy-Vee there in the, there you in go. the liquor store. Did you so. buy some oat milk too? No. To go with the cereal? Who drinks oat milk that you know? I can't eat the cereal. Uh, I bought a cereal for collecting and one for the kids to eat. See if I they bought like two, it. and um, I'm not going to open or eat either one of them. <laughs> so there you go that's that I'm going to not open my other one uh, yeah that's what I figured people collect this stuff it'll look nice on the shelf season 2 let's talk about growth real quick I'm going to attempt here's the thing I'm going to attempt oh, shit. to not attempt. burp as much into the microphone as much you see me just burp off screen you see that folks oh I appreciate that that really fucking warms that's growth what else what do we got what are you going to what are you going to grow what am I going to grow how are you going to grow I'm going to grow less fat by being more physically active this year. Oh, there you go. You're going to go to the gym with me? We're going to go play tennis. If your name's We're going to get some hot-ass tennis outfits. You. Yeah, you can watch us play tennis. It's going to be like the Royal Tenenbaums in here. Oh, yeah. I'm growing my hair out, too, for it. And, and actually, I think he's he's crying. <laughs> See, look at that. Oh, man, if... It, if we started like a fucking cover band, Talk like about a wacky fucking hair. Look at this shit. Early '90s, like fucking music covers. I could totally be in an emo band right now. Oh, Hello like, there, where I'm are not talking you? About being in an emo band here. I could be like Tom shit. DeLonge from 2004. Look at this. Am I in a fucking emo band now? Fuck yeah! Yeah, you just look more like you're in the Strokes or some shit. Right with the mustache, I look like I'm in fucking Foo Fighters or some dog yeah. shit. Yeah, you do have that Dave Grohl fucking vibe. Let's push the hair out the way, folks. No, I think we're really excited to grow the show this year and just kind of see what happens. Year one, we really just kind of let be organic. Yeah, we're we're growers, not showers. Well, yeah, I mean, not everyone can just show with everything off, right? You know, where's the fun in that? Mm-hmm. The thing about being a grower and not a shower it is once you grow, it's fucking still bigger than the other people's. It's <laughs> well, like sitting there, like fucking. But that, but you're also protected. You're, you're protected from evil doers. Like anyone that has nefarious plans to try to hurt your gentle tail. Oh, that's true. It's like, you know, it's less likely. You're just likely more to get hurt in the, in the, in the scrotum. Yeah, that's true. Look at these mini marshmallows. What do those look like to you, Nick? Ghosts. Ghosts? Do those look anything like these adorable little fucking mini puffs all over the box here? They don't, but that was my segue. They look Ooh. like ghosts. So we briefly mentioned this last week, but... We should actually um, shout out a couple more people real quick. Oh, okay, okay. Just a couple people who are kind enough to come on our podcast this year. Oh, they a look humbly, back. They I thought you guys humbly. did that. We didn't do all of it yet. Mm. No, all these people humbly joined our show as we were beginning, and like, if you listen to the first episode through maybe episode 10, like, we were really fucking... Just kind of really being way too broad as of an audience we were being really polite too much and then we just decided like welcome fuck it there's enough podcasts out there that are yeah, that are like we don't talk about politics and it's not like we're a political podcast go but we don't hold back the, when that shit comes go up listen to the seventh heaven podcast yeah we're just gonna fucking just be who we are and let it flow and that's uh eventually where we got and uh, you know yeah there's times where you're probably like god damn it i hate this but there's times where you're probably like god damn it i love that 
Exactly. And, you know, we embrace the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, uh, I'm mostly ugly, but, you know, it's whatever. I'm good with that. So, um... Been ugly my whole life now. I don't expect that to change this year. You know who our first guest was? Our first guest Off was the top uh, of head, you know? Nathan, correct? Yes. Nathan Bartocci, longtime friend. Yes. Since, first time um, guest. We, uh, we met in fourth grade. Miss um, Johnson's class, I believe. Countryside Elementary. Good times. Um, we also had on, uh, not long after, Philip Wilburn. Shout out to him. Um, you should go on Cameo and find him. He does Donald Trump impressions. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's done a lot of impressions. and Yeah, he does lots of good voices. He's an um, excellent actor, excellent human being. Love that guy. All around fucking cool dude. Excellent. The type of person you want in your corner in any aspect of life. Just a good person. Yeah. So, And we're going to have him back on the podcast in uh, probably a couple weeks, maybe a month or two. We'll see what happens. We're going to plan that out. For sure. Um, well, uh, Craig Goldberg and Ryan Dole from Yes Have Some Toy Anxiety who came on and talked Shadows of the Empire with us. Um, that was pretty cool of them. Uh, we want to have Jake and Abby on sometime too. Um Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Maybe we uh, can... Well, yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll fig- figure something out. So we'll talk about that later. Um, but while we're doing those shout John outs, and Jeremy Urkaba. Excellent. Yeah, they came out and talked about the uh, art project they worked on together. October. October, which is most excellent. Mm. Really still excited to get John's art book in the mail. Uh, I know we had a few issues with printing on that, so disappointing. But obviously the artwork is going to be worth the wait, so I look forward to putting that on, on the shelf next to... Um, you know, the book that Troy Benjamin wrote, the Ghostbusters Ecto Manual. And a shout out to the Yes Have Some podcast and the Interdimensional Crossrip, just because they each took the time to mention us on their show, which, you know, we kind of keep an eye on uh, how things are going out there. And we we saw some extra traction and uh, listens after people mentioned that. So I appreciate the love and uh, look forward to collaborating and working with those guys and Mm -hmm. gals and everyone and uh, seeing what comes up through the new year. Yep. We're definitely going to have all those guys that we haven't had on, on. Um, Steve Perry, who obviously is probably not listening to this, but we still wanted to shout him out. He wrote Shadows of the Empire, the book, invented Dash Rendar, who is uh, one of our favorite childhood characters of the Star Wars Extended Universe. So Wrote real Ghostbusters episode? Yeah. He listened to the podcast and still came on the show and like was just good yeah. with like our style, our brand. Like he was good with that. And like that's He was funny, he interacted with us great. He was a good time. And if, if you, you haven't, haven't checked... checked that one out, yeah, please go listen to that one. Maybe he only good. listened to the early polite episodes. No, because he he listened to the one where we did our like what he, was it marvel movies order because he referenced something yeah, from the he, episode oh, yeah, star wars order wasn't it oh yeah it was the star wars rankings he was like i don't hate solo as much as you guys but uh you know yeah what can you do exactly that's funny because we were really brutal in that episode but what are you gonna do and the thing <laughs> that no one ever mentioned on there which don't be shy that's one of the reasons we want to get that group up and running is because i took a fucking porn parody cover from a, a Star Wars porn and made that the fucking episode art. No one noticed that because I also threw shit in there from like Spaceballs and stuff. So people are like, "What? what is that? And I'm just like, "Yeah, somebody has a fucking VHS copy or DVD copy of that porno and they knew exactly where that's from. They mm-hmm. just didn't want to call themselves out like that. So if you own that movie, that's fine. There's no judgments there. Star Wars has a lot of porn parody. I mean, look at all the phallic shaped objects they have that are really long. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, we need to... We need a call to action. If you have any VHS porn, I want you to send it to me at the video store. 
Um, preferably homemade and uh, label it to Alec yes. with the homemade cover too. Preferably with Polaroids if you have them and sign your name with a Sharpie. Mm-hmm. Send me cocaine with that. Yes. Pure, uncut. Colombian. Cocaine. I fuck your house out, okay? We did, we're going to talk Scarface sometime. We need to do that. Yes. But, um, well, I think that's all we got for the news. Oh, well, maybe not. No, we got, no, we got, we got some more things. You, we want to talk about Screenland real quick? Screenland Armor? Yes. yes. So our, our favorite local theater, the Screenland thing. Armor, is doing their outdoor summer shows. So if you're in the Kansas City area... I think so. Um, check it out because the whole fucking thing is amazing. Would you like me to give some highlights? Oh, would you like to list off a few of the movies that they will be? May f- these are all screening? their backyard movies, right? Where they show yeah, outside the screen- in the parking yep. lot. And these are every weekend through May and June. I'm sure they'll have here's, the July and here's August. Here's some of my later. favorites: May first, Jurassic Park; May eighth, Galaxy Quest, which we were just talking about covering. Ooh, uh, May fifteenth, Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Yes, but we will be. Rushmore will look great yeah. outdoors, Oklahoma too. I mean, we, we we'll be busy, but yes, we're going to... May 22nd, Beetlejuice. May 28th, Little Shop of Horrors. May 29th, Back to the Future. So you got two that weekend. Goonies, June 5th. Rocket Man. Mm. Ooh. E.T., June 12th. Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Youth, Clue. June 19th. Yeah, that's true. Sandlot, are you kidding June 25th. me? That might work out well. Yes. We will be hanging out in their back parking lot a lot this summer. And hopefully in the or, uh, well, indoor theaters as well. But speaking yeah. of which, uh, Top Gun got moved again, which was uh, looking to be my summer blockbuster. But oh, Yeah, I'm bummed about that. Me too. I was looking forward to it like, oh, hey, at least we have something at the end of summer, like some big movie to look forward to. And then we can wait a couple months and get Ghostbusters. And now they're like, no, you get both at once. You have to digest them all in the same month. And everyone's worried, are they going to move Ghostbusters again? You're like, either way. If they do, they'll move it to October, I think. If anything, it just says fall 2021. I don't think they'd move it up to like September, but yeah, they could move it up a few weeks to space it out if things are going well. In the what what day is it releasing in November? I don't even remember. 11th. Yeah, the 11th, 11th? I want to say. That's so what day Veterans did they move day. Top Gun to? I think the week after the 19th, I want to say, maybe. Hmm. Or 18th, I then guess. And they might move it a week forward to give it two weeks between them, too. I don't imagine they would move it back. Obviously, because they would want it further away from that. Wait, Top Gun's in November now, too? Yeah. Yeah, they just moved uh, that. Where were you at the whole time uh, we just discussed that? I didn't hear the date. Oh. I was reading. My ears turn off when I'm reading. So, speaking of Ghostbusters Afterlife, let's break down this uh, Ecto Mini nonsense. And it's not nonsense at all, because. Ecto Mini? Or uh, Stay Puff Mini. Mini Puffs. Mini Puffs is what they're calling them, yeah. So that's. I've got so many great things on here, right? And this is clearly labeled Ghostbusters Afterlife. All the cutesy little marshmallow guys are on there. Ooh, but I also see a terror yeah, dog. All the kids see the little bit of candy, and then they think, ooh, this, this is, is candy. candy. I'm, I'm having, having fun. fun. Little bits of marshmallows stuck in the steril. Um, There's a terror dog in the box, munchers on the box, and the mini puffs are on the box. So there's lots of good stuff on there. So the, gro- the cereal is hitting the stores and, uh, you know, just kind of makes sense to give us a tease of what we're already kind of having uh, released. Uh, mm-hmm. It's funny, though, while we're on the subject of these mini puffs, we very much, I don't know, I guess we can, you guys can speak for yourselves, but I loved the new thing. I was very concerned when I started seeing these, you can attest to this i was very concerned when i started seeing all this state puff, mini puffed marketing until i saw this clip i was very concerned about it like oh shit i hope these really aren't in the movie and it's like no they're gonna be in the movie we saw this clip because of the marketing you knew they released it to because they anticipated the serial coming out and all the other stuff spoiling it anyway 
They're like, well, at least they can see it from the mouth of us first. Yeah, and the big things I was concerned about seeing those at first, I was thinking, like, are they trying to go the video game route where you have, like, the little miniature marshmallows, but they're, like, the size of dogs? Like, these are so small, they're closer to the size of a, an actual marshmallow. So I was like, okay, that makes more sense. And then it's very much got, like, Gremlins 80s vibes and things like that. And yeah. people are bitching about the CG. I mean... Let's face it, there's so much toxic negativity on the internet about anything because people feel like they have to go there and just be toxic because they don't know how to have fun and live a life full of joy and happiness. Yeah, and I'm, I'm calling it now that most it, people in this community are going to... The same people who rejected Answer the Call are rejecting Afterlife. I would say, yes, yeah, 70% of people that didn't like Afterlife are going to fucking hate this movie, too. Yeah, there's going to be some people for sure that don't, but... Um, I mean, nobody's here to say that Answer the Call is as good as Ghostbusters, but it's still a Ghostbusters movie, and I still like it, and I have a great fucking time watching it. Um, no matter I, your take on that, if Paul had not fucking taken the chance to do that movie and take all the fucking hate and criticism for it, I mean, Jason Reitman himself said it. You know, like, you know, you paved the way for me to be able to do this. Yeah. And it takes a lot of balls to go do something like that, knowing that you're going to fucking take an insane amount of asinine criticism. And, like, you could say that for almost any remake, right? Like, who thinks you're going to do that? But this was... It was different enough, and he didn't want to just retell the same story. Yeah. Could it have been different? Yeah, but he still had the gumption to actually get out there and fucking do it. So, applause to that and allowing us to get to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I've already seen people going out and buying this uh, Baskin-Robbins flavor, the Jamocha. I actually looked at Walmart myself, but I, I was like, I don't remember ever seeing that at Walmart, but I bet you could go to a Baskin-Robbins around here and get a carton. Yep. Which I'm going to have to do. And so after we started seeing the Ghostbusters cereal in stores, right, I'm assuming within the next month we'll probably see the uh, Stay Puft branded Campfire Marshmallows. And the official packaging reveal they did for that looks fucking money from the movie. It's S'mores so are beautiful. canon now, baby. Yep. It's pretty sick. I like getting new food additions. And when you have a Ghostbusters party, now you're not limited to jars of popcorn and pizza on your face and uh, Chinese food, I guess. There's some other shit in there, but for sure. But um, Twinkies. Yeah, Twinkies. <laughs> crunch bars. Yeah, Crunch bars. I like a good Crunch bar, though. I mean... Should we make s'mores with the Crunch bars? That'd be pretty sick. Did you just out. fucking... Uh, I don't know. Oh, fuck. Ooh, fuck. You might have to call that the Ghostbusters s'more. I was about to say, I don't know if you put some, uh, even some peanut butter added to that. Did they show actual... <laughs> oh, like the people that do the peanut butter cups s'mores instead? Like, that's a whole thing. Yeah, that's fucking... Mm. But you could do the Crunch Bar and make that, you know, a good crossover oh, I think they do show Hershey's in the... The new ad does have Hershey's, yeah. yeah. The, well, it's yeah. funny because if you look at that um, mini puff laying on the graham cracker... A lot of people think it is a full graham cracker. Yep. And it's not. It's a half. As it should be. Because if you compare it to the size of the chocolate bar, which is two rows of chocolate, half a chocolate bar, the chocolate bar is almost the same size. So it is therefore the perspective and angle that you're looking at. It is not a full two squares. It's one square, like you would actually make a s'more. So I just wanted to correct some internet people on that. Interesting. When I was photoshopping that the other day, I didn't quite get that. I could see some lines where the um, graham cracker would split. So, Well, that's what you thought it looked like. You assumed it to be. And I don't blame you for that because the, the perspective does make it look like that. But if you compare it to the chocolate size, there's no way. 
look oh, yeah. like they had a full chocolate bar laying on a full graham cracker. Because when I used to eat that stuff, I'd be an asshole, and I would just make a giant one. I'd do the whole fucking have, bar, like three marshmallows. And I have campfire marshmallows, Hershey bars, and graham crackers in the car. Oh, you did get the campfire there? Yeah. Those are way messier than the Jet Puffed also. One row of chocolate, two. Oh. See what I'm saying? This person was doing a thing, and I was like, oh. Okay, so that does make sense. You see how it does look like a square in that perspective now? So the the split line we're looking at is actually the line of the the short line on the graham cracker. Yeah. Which makes sense. Okay, okay, I'm good with that. Should we give a... Well, I stand corrected, you son of a bitch. Should we shout out... How dare you prove me wrong? (laughs) Should we shout out the two voice actresses that are... Sure, why not? Since you brought it up, name them, bitch. There's Shelby H. Young on Instagram and Sarah underscore Nato Chinny. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I pronounce it. Hey, great. Someone else can butcher shit this season instead of me. Nato Chinny. So from now on, if I don't know how to say a name, I'm going to have Nick do it. How did you say Vincent D'Onofrio's name? D'Onofrio or some shit. (laughs) Sounds like you're just like, sounds gross. It's one of those weird things. It sounded like word vomit when I said it. People are like, are you you throwing up in your own mouth? Uh, Maybe. Oh, man. Um, I think it's time to move on. Did you show off your stickers? Yeah, I mentioned the stickers when you shouted out uh, Baducci. Yeah. Excellent. I also want to, can I? Go ahead. My Ectomobile is finally out of the shop today, so it won't be missing the Ectomobile rally that we're having in Wichita. So if anyone has an Ectomobile or wants to see others... Coming out to Wichita. People train run through <laughs> Stubville. And our local brewery, uh, <laughs> our local horror-themed brewery, Big Rip, is releasing a ectoplasm brew. Yes. We went out there some odd months ago. For That'll be this Saturday is the release of that, yep, correct? All this is happening this Saturday. So if you're a Ghostbusters mm-hmm. fan and you're in the Kansas City area, there's plenty of If you go to that, will you pick me up some? To do. I'll pay you back. They got it bottled, yeah. They should. Justin and I were there for their, what was the last one called? Was it Stay Puffed or? No, no that was, that was a before. different brewery. We've had several locally. Ooh. I don't remember what they did The last Big time. Rip, we met at the. Uh, oh, yeah, we met them at the Paracon. Yeah, KC Paracon last, well, the year before last, I guess, actually. Hmm. And they did an Ecto-themed beer. That's a horror-themed brewery. Yeah, they, they do all like horror and sci-fi stuff. So they always have horrors. Hoors. Hoors Light. Hoors Light. Yep. <laughs> we go to the same places. God damn. It's uh, yep. like we're two people very connected. No, yeah. there are two of them. <laughs> no, there are two of them. We'll uh, also be doing the first Comic Con in a long time in Hannibal, Missouri, which is my hometown, April 23rd and 24th. So if you're really itching for a Comic Con, you can go to Hannibal, Missouri for Big River Comic Con. That's whack. Now you can talk to Nick if you see him, but uh, Alec and I... That would be in process. Well, we're we're getting Alec moved the weekend before. We'll so probably we be, be back, but we won't be going right, to that probably, yeah. just because we need to. I'll need to be putting my shit together. And I'm sure you spent lots of money. Got my miniature people that yeah, weekend. So. Your apartment and you're moving. And yeah, Justin will have his children. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh huh. So, um, what do you say we? Well, 
well, well, well, well, we had a pretty good episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, episode four, entitled The Whole World is Watching. Yeah. The whole world saw what someone did to a certain Uh-oh. someone at the end of the that episode. That was fucking epic, though. Yes. Don't tell me you've never thought about someone that's been destructive and bad to your life, like wishing that upon them. <laughs> Or maybe not that extreme, but you know. <laughs> the extreme! No, um, no, I get that. There's certain times that you want to decapitate someone's head with a shield. You know sure. what I love about this show? No. It, amongst many things, <laughs> yeah, you're like, no. Um, people aren't fucking being dickheads, spoiling insane amounts of shit like they were with The Mandalorian, and even yes. early on with WandaVision. Like they, are people doing, have, they are doing better, for sure. People have slowed their roll. Either that, bit. or I've unfriended everyone who does that shit. You're unfollowed, yeah. Yeah. Um, because like I just the only thing I saw before I watched the episode was like, holy shit, the Falcon Winter Soldier episode is amazing. And I was I, like, huh. Because okay. I haven't been watching these at two a.m. right when they drop, like I did Wandavision. Yeah, not, you almost, not because I don't enjoy it, just for various shit going on. Well, yeah, and so I'm if, glad I haven't been spoiled. If you're not getting much. internet spoiled, it's way fucking easier not be like, oh god, I got to stay up late and have a fucking weird sleep schedule to check this out. And yeah. Well, let's break it down a little bit. Um, yeah, let's break it down. This episode opens up in fucking Wakanda. Fuck yeah, it does. Or like uh, six years ago, mm-hmm. I believe. Well, yeah, Io's there uh, helping out the uh, the Winter Soldier there. And basically we see her go through and say the magic words to make um, Bucky into a unhinged killing machine. And Which, uh, just for now, I will repeat to you, they are Mecha Lucka High, Mecha Heine Ho. Just kidding. Obviously, either, neither of you gets that reference. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Fucking am alone. I've heard it. I just couldn't remember what it was from. Yeah. Like a hiney Some of us haven't watched Pee-wee's Playhouse for some odd years. No. I mean, I watch it There's every that night. little head in the box, right? And yeah. goes to the yeah. movie theater with Paul Rubin still, and they have fun. So. Fuck yeah, I do. Wouldn't you go to the theater with him? It'd be a good time. Uh, you probably. Jerky, you could jerk each other off that way. Double Dutch Rudder? You want me to give you a hand job in the theater? <laughs> <laughs> that was just fucking scary and creepy. Never say that to me again. You can say that to I've Nick never, all you want. I've but never heard that him. impression before. That was pretty good. Right. So. Welcome to the Fragmentist Podcast. <laughs> that was bad, the, the last part. <laughs> you gotta work on the laugh. I need to. <laughs> that one, yeah. Can't do it. I think the interesting piece is that once you see Bucky cured, like, he just literally sobs. Like, yes. he's so used to, like, fucking not having any control over knowing when someone's going down this route for him. And that's, you know, pre-snap, so this is when he's just being sheltered there for everything. And, like, the current state of Bucky is really having a hard time figuring out who the fuck he is and accepting who he is as a person. And, like, to see him cry is like, oh, so he's got that there, but he's really, really fucking guarded about who he is currently. Strong men also cry. Strong men also cry. Big Lebowski? Anyone? Anyone? I'm alone tonight. Hey! Uh, So that, yeah, I like that scene, though, where he's crying and stuff. Um, He's breaking down. Obviously, he's just so fucking relieved and just, like, happy to be free. And she even says that, you are free or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Then she basically, it zooms back to where... Present time. Yep. And she's like, uh, we're going to take this motherfucker because you know what he did. And he's like, you listen, I appreciate what you're saying and I get it, but uh, also we need him right now. And she's like, fine, bitch, I'll give you eight hours. Yeah, she gives him a fucking eight hours and she's 
fucking true to her word. Mm-hmm. We find out, which is amazing. Um, they mentioned the Patch Act, which I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, There's a lot going on in there. Donya Madoni is the refugee that died. They have the funeral for, where Sam goes and talks to her. And we start getting a little bit more of Carly's perspective. Um, just we understand, like, that this woman obviously mothered and fostered a lot of people and helped them through the snap, the post-world snap, where their people are trying to figure out who they were, what they were doing and stuff. Yeah. Because obviously there's people displaced, and then, or I think after the snap, too, is when people were displaced completely again by all the population coming back, where there was an abundancy of resources, natural materials for everyone, and all of a sudden everyone's fighting to survive again. Yeah. Um, they're trying to get info at this place early on, and they're not, they're having no luck. And then Zemo's out there giving candy to kids like mm-hmm. a fucking creepster, but it works, and he gets the connect. Um, from a little kid that lets them well, go to the th- Donya Madoni uh, like funeral, basically. And service. he's got two things to his advantage, right? The other two are kind of recognizable as Avengers, so they don't really want to be, you know, no. Even the kids don't really want to speak to him. And Zemo's fucking brilliant and manipulative as hell. Well, Zemo's brilliant, and manipulative. He also has a European accent yes. too, so he doesn't look like as much of an outsider there. So oh, he for blends sure. in. And then the one thing, like you keep waiting to find out when Zemo's really going to try to double cross these motherfuckers and get away. Because he says, like, don't trust these people or they're with me. But then later on, they go meet up with that girl again to get into where they're going to do that. And he has them in tow. So, like, you're still trying to figure some of that out. Like, Mm -hmm. what is going on here? You're almost... There's one point in this episode where you're almost like, holy shit, Zemo is way less selfish than fucking Walker. Absolutely, yes. Like, when the serum thing happens and you see... Like, you were even sitting there like, holy shit, is Zemo about to take the serum? And then he's like, fuck no. Yeah, they did like, that on purpose to make you think, oh, is he going to do this? And then he crushes him. Uh, now, so then when you see Walker approach them, you're like, oh, it has happened. It's on. Yeah, exactly. And that, that was the crazy thing, because you see Zemo smash all those vials after that fight with Carly and everything. And, like, he looks at it like, do I take this to get revenge, or do I hold true to myself and what I believe is right that super soldiers should not exist at all and he holds true to his moral compass like he's fucking still dead set on super soldiers shouldn't exist and which there's the interesting piece because even Sam asks him like you know so what about Bucky and like they don't really say much but I think Zemo realizes like yeah that's one and he's generally kind of been manipulated so if anything like he understands him a little bit better because he actually even helped manipulate him right so yeah. there's there's some process to that that even he doesn't completely hate bucky because he was able to use bucky to execute part of his plan yeah right so it's like a pet right so it's like almost like there's a respect but there's not like a I don't know if you want to say, like, love or anything, but he does not hate Bucky at all. Like, he does not hate him for that. Like, he knows Bucky was used by everybody, including him. Yeah. So, pretty interesting to see all that. Fascinating, for sure. Um, but did he smash all of the vials? He smashed all but one. Yeah, before we see... Walker we see, goes and... Yeah, we see Walker go find that last before one. Before he finds there. that, though... Or does he find that before all the shit happens? He does. Yeah, he finds it pretty quick after that, I think. He finds it, and then... Is that when Battlestar dies? Uh, so during in that scene, right? Yeah, um, he's got it in his yes. pocket during the battle, which is, I was like, did I break Oh, he has it in the pocket 
when they're talking at the airport too and battle he's talking about top battle star about it and he's like you know yeah because that question we comes could have up saved earlier. a lot of people's lives in afghanistan if we had this serum would you take it and he's like yeah hell yeah i would and the beauty of that is, like, you get to see the two perspectives because they paint that picture earlier when Zemo asked Sam about that, and Sam is just like, "No, no, yeah, you know." And I think Zemo has a lot of respect for him too because he realized, like, you know, this man has a lot of respect. He's fighting for things, but he wouldn't take that. So I think you really kind of come to under, come to understand why Zemo is not as angry or as vengeful with these two particular Avengers as he could be because he has every right to be based on everything that went down. Yeah. But he sees Sam for someone that still has a moral ground. And, you know, they talk about how, like, even Steve Rogers was the only person that hasn't fucking lost their mind and become a complete piece of shit. Yeah. After taking the serum. Like, everyone else has kind of, like, lost their way. Um, even though, well, Bucky, you know, is an exception to that, too. But he's a different case because he was obviously under a fucking control of the shit. So it's different but and um, we're still seeing his journey unfold right he's still dealing with the trauma all that yeah but then yeah you see walker have that conversation with battlestar and they both are like fuck yeah i'd take that i'd take that in a fucking heartbeat and you can understand everything that happens after this episode if you just go back to the one line in captain america the first avenger the very first one where he the doctor says something like all of your attributes will be amplified basically yes goodness becomes greatness evil becomes fucking vengeful fucking violent assholery so you get you get to really understand they're still very on brand for that right and you're really seeing that okay walker you know he may be a hero and he's and he said he resented all the medals he got for because all the people that died that day and what they could have saved and all that and so like he's really he's another one of those classic villains that feels justified in their own mind but unlike zemo like where Zemo's just trying to make the best of the situation. Walker's, like, fucking insanely greedy. And so, after Battlestar dies, like, you really see him fucking go roid rage. Yeah, and then he loses his shit and chases that guy down, who earlier had a very good speech in the graveyard with Carly. Pretty much about, like, you know, they're they're fucking shit up, but, like, they're actually trying to do the right thing, kind of like we are, but they're misguided, you know, like, we... It's it's everyone, right? When you're in a battle like that, to each side of war, right? And as Americans, we forget that. Like, you're always propag- war propaganda teaches you to realize that you're right, your side's right, no matter what. And there's always people on the other side fighting for the same thing: food, shelter, basic necessity. And, and you forget these things. The bare necessities. The simple bare necessities. Um, Don't worry about your worry and your strife. So then Walker guy Walker beats that guy to death with his shield um, at a fountain in public with a lot of people watching and taking pictures and taking notice. Carly included. Like, she's kind of in the crowd, and yeah, she's somehow Walker to... doesn't see her over there, but he just fucking brutally mangles another super soldier with that And then shield. he kind of looks around, and he says, uh, I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah. Guess you aren't ready for the evil Captain America. Exactly. Um, no, that was a great fucking episode, though. And just the way it ends, you're like, holy fuck, what's going to go on now? And, like, you just see him there, and, like, he shows off that shield, and it's just fucking covered in blood and, you know, brain matter or whatever else. Yeah. Like, they... You can clearly tell that it's kind of insinuating that, eh, he would have really just chopped the guy's head off with his shield, but this is also a show that we have to show for... Maybe not yes. children, but, but you know, children. 
So, yeah, you, you, you've got to make it within reason, right? It has like, to be able to be watched by at least a 12-year-old. I mean, fuck. Like if, if you've seen a Tarantino movie, you know exactly how Tarantino would show that fucking head roll. Just imagine that, and that'll be satisfying enough for it. Yeah, I mean, you'd probably get a fucking in-view shot of the head rolling. Like, you'd be in perspective of the head rolling. And the great thing is, though, is like once Carly realized, like, he's had this the serum now, she's like, she feels like she really fucked up. Yeah. And you get the... Uh, What's the other guy's name that we haven't seen yet? Power broker? Yeah, the power broker. We get like him like threatening everybody still just kind of in the background. So we've got, what, two episodes left? So we're going to see some of him. But I think in the comics, um, he gets the serum from the power broker. Oh, okay. And then he owes the power broker like he's in his debt almost for a minute, so... Nice. It's an interesting develop. Uh, just that it's different, you know. It's cool. The the one thing we can't forget though is why he wants that serum once he gets there because the Dory Milaje fucking whoop his ass. Oh yeah. In front of everybody and like Zemo like goes to the other room and kind of you know escapes. they weren't even super soldiers. Yeah, they weren't even super soldiers. <laughs> and I love their line about like where the Dory Majar are, our Milaje are is where their jurisdiction is. You're like fuck. Yeah. That's so fucking like powerful because like you know these wakandans like we've fallen in love with like their portrayal of these characters they're strong they're smart they're fucking calculated they fucking handle the stress well and they whoop everyone's ass right and then i loved it when they fucking turned bucky's arm off and it falls to the floor oh yeah that was fucked he's like i didn't even know they could do that yeah so um and for a minute there i was like fuck what's he gonna do and then you realize it just reattaches but you're like shit that's uh you know, you don't want to be on their bad side, obviously, right. if they have a way to disarm you like that, so. Um, let us know what you thought of that episode, because it's getting good. There's only two left. Um, I watched a teaser that Disney released. Have you seen this? I didn't get to see that yet, no. I watched it. Um, the only, th the big thing from it that I gather, it's a lot of the same footage we've already seen, mm -hmm. but at the end of the clip, there's um, Falcon in his gear, Winter Soldier in his gear, and Captain America standing in his gear. And they're like, basically telling him, you need to give that shield up, motherfucker. You need, you're done. And yeah. he's like, it's not your decision. And they're like, it is. And then he, it's kind of like that anyway. And he says yeah. something else like, you don't want to do this. Or, or are you sure you want to do this or something? He says that to Sam. And then it just cuts to Bucky. And he's like, we want to do it. Yeah. And Sam's like, oh shit, I guess so. Yeah, and the thing is with Bucky, I mean, he's already a super soldier, right? So there's already an even match. And then you add, you know, Sam's wit in mind to that and those two. For and sure. I think that's this is really going to what's what's going to help um, Sam and Bucky, like, become pals and, like, really have that respect for each other that they've been struggling for the entire episode. Yeah. Or the entire series. And not that they don't have it. Like, there's a mutual respect there right now, but it's just more like we've got to get to the result more than, like, we've got to work together. So, yeah. I'm um, really looking forward to see how this series wraps up and what these next two episodes do. Well, um, tonight we got a little bit of a new segment here that's going to be run by uh, Nicholas over here. So, um, I Let suppose... us know in the comments, though, if you think Nick should be promoted back to producer or not after this segment. We'll see how he handles it. Always have been. I mean, you haven't really produced shit. <laughs> it's the first time you've done anything. Um, I'm going to hit the intro button for you, buddy. You ready? Okay. Wrong one. <laughs> uh, <whoops. laughs> We're going to start the podcast over, folks. 
Welcome to America's favorite game show, Frog Brothers Movie Trivia. Let's meet our contestants. One is a cable guy from Booger Hole, West Virginia. Say hello to Justin. I'm not from West Virginia. He's Jesus a, Christ. Do you think I commit suicide by it. now? And he's a homemaker from Intercourse, Pennsylvania, and our returning champion. Say hello to Alec. That's correct. <laughs> Intercourse, Pennsylvania. And I'm, those are all facts, folks. Those are all real cities, too. Bugger Hole, West Virginia. And I'm all your thanks. host, Nick. Bliss. Uh, let me see Can here. See cards? They're not visible. Mm-hmm. The, you get uh, really close to the camera. So. Your Nuva ring light's too bright. No, I tried it with that off, too. It didn't matter. Huh. That was a birth control joke. <laughs> oh, didn't hit it. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for playing, Nick. What do you got for us? We're doing some trivia? Are you guys ready? We're ready. Do you believe you? Trivi- I guess we both have to like write an answer down, don't we? No. Uh, are we just going to say things? First one to say it. First one to say it? What kind of bullshit is that? Well, it's like buzzing in, but we don't have a buzzer. You didn't think this through very well. Yeah. It should be like we both write an answer, like Jeopardy. Yeah, shouldn't we roll both write and answers then, down and you grade at the end? No. Yeah, so I don't want to do it the other way. Because <laughs> you can't both get the points. Well, that, that doesn't make it's sense. It's the first one to buzz in. We're equal. We don't We're have buzzers. Gods. Well, rain your, raise, gods raise your men. pins or something. I'll see the first one to do it. And, oh, be like, Christ. and I'll call you. It'll be like buzzing. Ha! Right? I'm, I'm just going to stab you. myself on the neck in this segment. <laughs> it's my prison shank. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I'm not raising shit. Yeah, I should be able to hear who says it first. No big deal. There was no budget for buzzers, so. All right, for 100 points. In episode 47, we reviewed Space. What profession did Martin Short's character, Jack Putter, have? <laughs> I thought this one would be really easy. <laughs> I don't fucking remember this shit. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh-huh. Um, hold on. Give us a minute here. No, we can't do that. We'll get flagged. No, it's only if you use the real music. I know. Do you want multiple choice? I didn't do multiple choice for this one, but I guess I can. May as well. Oh, he worked at the grocery store. Ding, ding, ding. At Safeway. Yeah. Grocery okay, I remember that now because I remember yeah. getting him like getting all butthurt about I it. I remember that now he's, you say that. Yeah. I was like having to think about it. All right. 100 points goes to Justin. Think, McFly. Think. Fan favorite producer Nick Ryan first appears in which episode? Number? Mm-hmm. It's the. F- We're not going to know that. I'll give multiple choice. I do have multiple choice for that. Uh, let's see. What was that? Give us the multiple choice A, 28. B, 29. C, 27. Or D, 30. C, 27. Eh. Justin? 30. Eh. It was B, 29. Oh, okay. Like, that's a dumb fucking question. Are you kidding me? I knew these were going to be garbage. (laughs) (laughs) This is why Alec was hesitant. (laughs) Oh, come on. Oh, he's trying to do the Wayne's World thing. Sphincter boys, huh? Sphincter boys. A sphincter says what? You want me to say sphincter? (laughs) You want me to say what? Like, I don't get it. (laughs) For 200 points in episode six. Frog Brothers reviewed Mom and Dad Save the World. The rebels led by Keen... I 
Can you, read you can't even read your own handwriting? <laughs> <laughs> That's embarrassing. By the keen son, Cirque. Dress as what kind of creature to hide from Emperor Todd Spengo's forces? Those little penis mushrooms? No. They don't dress as the penis mushrooms, though. They dress as one of those fish bitches. I don't fucking know, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, what the no fuck kind of questions are animals these? are in there? <laughs> like, I don't even think they say what they are, do they? Do they even tell you what that species is, or did you read the credits? They're six foot I'm tall sh- birds. <laughs> They're dressed as birds. And he's like, do you have six foot tall birds on the Oh, planet? you're talking that that question did not describe anything that happened in the second <laughs> half of the movie to me. I was thinking way earlier in the movie, not even thinking about those people. No, yes, the rebels. Like, now that you mention, I barely you call remember. them the rebels. I'm not thinking of those people. Oh my god, no points awarded on that one. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you didn't play the applause earlier. No, I'm just going to manipulate it now. In episode 17's Rumpelstiltskin, the titular character is portrayed by which Star Trek Deep Space Nine actor? A. Rene Auberjonois. B. Armin Shimmerman. C. Max Grodenscher. Max Max Grodenscher. That's it. Yeah, Max Grodenscher. Yeah. Points go to Alec. Oh my God! I got a question. I could have told you that his name was Max, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you his last name. I knew it was Max. Something. That's why I didn't. Yeah, because it's on the box art. I think you see it. Remember me? I'm Max's I'm hand. hand. In episode five's Clifford, principal photography was done in 1990, despite the film being released in 1994. In what year were the bookend scenes of Clifford as an old priest with Ben Savage filmed? 93. Correct. Uh, yeah, the year before the fucking release, or they have I was time to say, edit. That's deductive <laughs> reasoning for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that to be fact. It doesn't have fast. to be super difficult. They blow goats. I have proof. For 300 points, true or false, the video game Demonic featured in episode four's Grandma's Boy was to be an actual game released on Xbox 360. False. false. Incorrect. It's true, but the game was canceled because the production company ran into financial problems. Well, that was a dumb idea of theirs. No points awarded there. In the trailer for Ghostbusters 2, who says the line, better late than never? Cheech Marin. Eh. The trailer? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. God damn it. Do you want multiple choice? A, Dan Aykroyd, B, Ernie Hudson, C, Cheech Marin, D, Bill Murray. Ernie Hudson. Eh, it's Bill Murray. And the trailer? I don't think I've ever fucking seen that version of the trailer. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, neither do I. He's just making shit up. These men have no penis. (laughs) This motherfucker is sleeping in the same place that we are, so uh, when you wind up with a dick in your face... I was told (laughs) to put these on the cards even though I'd already done it. (laughs) For 500 points In episode 37's Christmas Vacation Clark W. Griswold takes out his frustration Over the lights on the plastic decorations In the front yard Chevy Chase broke this finger In the process Oh. (laughs) Chevy Chase broke this finger In the process Middle finger I don't fucking know Are you kidding me? It's on the hand It's the weakest finger yeah, but what kind of a fucking question? What kind of a know. questions are these? These are garbage. IMDb question. I didn't put a lot of shit. time into this, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I literally, you could have just this spent. When I got here tonight. These are good trivia questions. 
Okay. They're not supposed to be like obvious. Come on. It's not that they're not obvious, but it's it's just that they're bizarre to me. I don't know. Go keep going. Exactly. Keep going. I didn't want them to be. In episode twenty nine, Friday the Thirteenth, Part Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. This film has the distinction of holding this record in the franchise: a longest runtime, b most screen time for Jason, c most kills, c, or d most nudity. Eh. D most nudity. Eh. I don't think there's any nudity. Longest runtime. Huh. Final question. Well, you got a whole stack of cards here. Why is this the final question? He told me to do ten. Oh, okay. I don't remember telling him this, by the way. Yeah. He claims yeah, I told him to do shit ten. Up over here. I have it in Messenger. I can show you. <laughs> oh God, he's gonna in episode thirty-three. What did I say? I don't know. Like ten. No, he just said ten. <laughs> in episode thirty-three, is Point Break. Johnny Utah became an FBI agent after a knee injury, ending his football career. This mirrors Keanu Reeves' real life after a knee injury led him to become an actor instead of this. A professional golfer. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I'm just being an asshole. Alec, do you have an answer? Who gives a fucking shit? (laughs) That's my answer. Yep. Boo. Play the boo. I don't have a boo. Hockey player. Oh, so it's more like Happy Gilmore. Justin wins with 600 points. I'm immensely disappointed in you. (laughs) Why? Producer rank not given. <laughs> you are on this podcast, but we do not grant you the rank of producer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that I was won. a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know if I'm proud of my win or not, but I won. You should be. You got a good one. Well, no, because your your game show doesn't even make sense. Like each question is randomly just worth more points, and they're not any difficulty levels or anything. It's just random fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, he just says there random. Was, not even there. a parody of a specific game show or anything. Just, I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, okay. We can work on it. It's close. But we got... We're very close. We got to do something there. I had limited time I and budget. It. Come on. You had unlimited budget. I did it during the, lunch. The internet's free. Well, um, I guess it's time for the old... Uh, top five? Yeah, the top five. 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 This is top five. What are we doing? Top five. Uh, The top five collectible purchases since the podcast podcast began last April. Does it have to be collectibles? Toys, collectibles, or anything you bought, really, I guess. I mean, mean, really, it's collectibles, yes. This doesn't mean anything you bought. Like, don't tell me your toilet paper or something fucking (laughs) dumb. Fucking fleshlight collection. Hey, a year ago, it was quite the prize to have toilet paper. Yeah. It's not a collectible. A lot of people were collecting them. You called home. I bought a bidet lid. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's going first? Justin. Uh, yeah, so my number five is the Star Wars Shadows of the Empire line that I've been buying over the last year. It's pretty cool. It's a vintage line, so it's one of those things where I'm not buying brand new, so I've had to actually do some hunting for it online, kind of look around, find some deals. The only thing I'm still missing, though, is the... Uh, Slave one. You can't see these, can you? Did you already have some of them, though? No. You didn't own any at that point? No, I started buying these last year after talking about it with Alec, and then it was like kind of one of those things I started collecting. But you had them as a kid? Yeah, I had a bunch of them as a kid. Alec has my original Outrider. Oh, that's Part right. of it. <laughs> we straightened it. Yeah, exactly. My number five is also Shadows of the Empire line. 
I don't really have much else to say about it other than uh, the things you already said. What are you missing from that line yet? The slave one, and I need another Boba Fett versus IG-88 in package because I opened mine because it was in fucked up shape. Nice. What's your number five, Nick? Uh, the Shadows of the Empire line. The fuck did you buy from the Shadows of the Empire line? Nothing. I put the Kenner line re-release of the Ghostbusters, real Ghostbusters. Okay, that's respectable. Mm-hmm. And I got them all with who are you going to call on them? So do we. See ya. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so my number four is number four. the uh, real Ghostbusters Hasbro re-releases. <laughs> well, this is exciting, folks. <laughs> yeah, this is real top-notch quality content for you. Is that yours, too? <laughs> no, my number four <laughs> is the Twin Peaks VHS complete set of the original series. Mm. Uh, Why haven't we been watching these on VHS? Because there's no VCR here. No. I have a VCR in the garage. In the fucking garage. That's a great place for it. Well, why would the fuck would we watch a VHS on a fucking widescreen Why TV? would the <laughs> fuck would you have a VHS if you're just going to store it in the garage? I don't know. Grumble Longevity. Longevity. Like, yeah. What the fuck are you going to do with that? I don't have a tube TV to play it on right now. Are you ever going to? Eh, eventually. Eh. Want to have more space? <laughs> No, that's that's one of my favorites. I had a lot of VHS that I picked up last year, so I could have just said my VHSs, but I mean, I wanted to be specific. You're going to have a VCR in the new studio? Yes, there's mm-hmm. going to be a TV that has a VCR built into it, actually. Don't forget, send your homemade porn tapes to Alec. Yes. Could be you, could be your parents, could be your grandparents, <laughs> could be your neighbors. Could, could be your, your wife. Just, your don't, just don't send them any snuff. That's illegal. Your dog and cat. Yeah, unless it's called video drama. Yeah, no child stuff either. No, none of that weird shit. It's got to be legal consenting stuff. You don't have to specify that. Yeah, the you do. That, no, specifying that makes it weird. You're pointing it out now. Well, there's it's fucking like in people This is the end when they point out that they shouldn't rape Emma Watson. They shouldn't have pointed that out. Yeah, but I'm just saying this because <laughs> there's people out there that would just send you that stuff being like, well... Somebody's going to listen to this at the wrong moment. Somebody just like was reading a text and they listen now and they're like, what the fuck happened? Where did this podcast go? To hell. Pretty much. The Frog Bros go to hell. What's your number three, Nick? <laughs> I think Dan Aykroyd wrote that script. Are we at number three? We're at number four. Just fucking go. <laughs> I put the Spangler wand. Did you get one? Mm-hmm. I oh, bought yeah. it in Springfield. Oh, that's or right. not Springfield, but on our way to Springfield. Right? I got two. So do I. Because we stopped at a random GameStop on the way. One's sitting in a box, <clears throat> and one is on my pack. I had a hard time remembering everything I bought over the last year. I had to look at my eBay purchases for one. That was very helpful. That's fucking amazing. Isn't I love it? That, yeah. Going back and looking through all Oh, hey. I, yeah, well, yeah. that's cool. I bought that. It's in oh, a box actually, somewhere. I have a, I'm going to change that to my... I'm sorry. Because I just thought of it. I'm going to change mine to the Super Mario collection from Jack Specific. Nice. I bought pretty much almost every figure and playset that they have over the last year so. Pretty cool. That's pretty I forgot cool. about yeah. that. That's definitely my number. Yeah, and that one, that line doesn't get as much love as you would expect. Mm-mm. It's pretty cool. Because even the Facebook groups for it don't really talk a lot. Yeah. No, it's pretty regular releases, too. And that was like all part of the 35th anniversary of Mario, so. Mm. Well, it started before that, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it was a big year for it. Lots of releases. Mm-hmm. What's your number three, Justin? Uh, my number three uh, is the uh, NECA Back to the Future line. Mm. Specifically Ooh. getting that first Marty McFly figure was like... Sexy. Fucking waiting so long for that to finally happen. And you're like, yeah, that's real fucking nice. 
It feels real special. Yeah. I just feel like the world was a fucking terrible place before those. But it still is, though. Mm-hmm. It's just slightly less terrible to have some cool collectibles. Right. Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically. Um, What's uh, your number three? My number three is the San Diego Comic-Con 2019 Spectral Real Ghostbusters set. Oh, very nice choice. Where they, uh, it's from the episode Citizen Ghost. Yeah, I got, when did I get that? I bought it last year off eBay. I got it before a year ago, so. Um, I really like that set. It's really fucking cool. What's Comes with a Stay Puft and a Terror Dog, too. What's crazy is you can get it for less than retail at, like, GameStop and shit. Yeah. Or on online. I don't know why it's so I don't know why cheap. that set is cheap. You'd think it would not be. It looks awesome in its packaging, too. I almost don't want to open it. I still haven't, but I probably will eventually. I have, just because that's a set that you can put them back in if you wanted to. Because it's got that big window yeah. that opens. And... I'm going to open those up and display them for sure. They're what? one of my favorite figures. Think about tracking down the one where they're all slimed, but yeah, it's already, yeah. you can already have Peter if you have the whole collection. So... So that yeah, that's my number three. What's your number three? Uh, the one we I just got in Des Moines, the Walter Peck uh, Maddie collector with containment unit. Oh yeah, for retail price. That was fucking right? steel. That was yeah, that was actually instead of sixty. You're just yeah, I'm glad you so didn't glad spot that, that you spotted that. It was behind the glass because I would have been like, Ooh! it was behind the glass. It wasn't even sitting up. It was laying down, so I almost didn't even see it. But. I saw the other Walter Peck, but I don't have any Diamond Select figures hardly. I have a Gozer. That's well, all. this one's the Matty. Yeah. Collector that's one. what yeah. he's saying, but he's already got a few of them. I have oh, a decent yeah. amount of the Matty ones, so that's why I would want that one. This one's awesome because it comes with the containment unit because I already got the Diamond Select pack. But Yeah, the only thing I ever got from the Diamond Select series was a couple of ghosts. I got the Library Ghost and Gozer, the Slimer, just stuff that they didn't ever have like a proper release for in, in the Mattel line. Did you get so. the Taxi Driver? I thought I did, but I didn't have it in my collection, so maybe I looked at it and just passed it over. I really like Diamond Select's Ghostbusters line. I, I fucking hate the way the paint jobs look. I don't know why. Just, I don't. I don't like the articulation in the middle of their abdomen. Yeah, that's what everybody complains very about. Very obvious, but, but that's it's my actually only. no. I'm not. It's a but, good for display purposes that's and my posability. Only, but that's my only complaint about it visually. Yeah, really. Very nice. So my number uh, two. Number two is uh, all the Twister stuff I bought lately. And I just say Twister because it's kind of like collecting. So I've got the making of Twister book. I got a copy of the script that Michael Crichton wrote, which is drastically different than the movie, yes. which is pretty cool. I got the Cinefix of that. Then I've also got the uh, Blu-ray and, and VHS of... Uh, or not Blu-ray, but I already had that. Uh, the uh, Laserdisc and the VHS oh, there's, a li- there's a movie on there. Yeah. So the Twister stuff. It's 25th anniversary. It's a good time to be buying that stuff, and I just got that in the last couple months, so it's pretty cool. Pretty slick. Well, my number two is the real Ghostbusters animation cells that I bought. I bought three of them so far, and I need a Winston. I bought all of... I have a, an Egon, a Peter, and a Ray, and they're in basically street clothes instead of their outfits. Oh, yeah. yeah so I'm gonna, I, I want a Winston like that, and that's the only reason I haven't bought a Winston, because I haven't found one where he's in street clothes as opposed to his gear. You gifted me one of those, too, as well, and I need to frame that so I can get that placed up. Yeah. I gifted Look, you, what, what is it, Egon? I think so. I do believe so. So what's, uh, what's yours, Nick? I put specifically the Friday the 13th Jason figures from NECA. Mm, nice. But 
NECA in general, I bought quite a bit. You bought a fucking shitload of NECA last year. Of NECA. I bought a decent amount. I bought a lot of the Gremlins line, all of the Back to the Future line. I bought a I got some Friday the 13th now. replica mask. I bought a... How is that? It's good. It how doesn't. Many, tuni- how many tuning like It doesn't fit have? on your head very well, so it's not mm-hmm. wearable like that at all. But you could put it on. Like I had a Dracula busk that I put it on. Unless you're doing Jason goes to hell, and then his head's like. <laughs> no, it, I mean way it, bigger. Anyway. That's not what I mean. It, it fits your face well, but like it's very uncomfortable. Is what I'm oh, saying. Okay. Like oh, it's the just, elastic bands not. It just it feels like yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, it's just also the mask doesn't have anything on the underside of it, so it's just pushing on your face really fucking hard, and it's just ugh. But, oh yeah, but it's sense. a sick prop, and I also bought like a bunch of other Friday the Thirteenth. I bought a bunch of that stuff. So, Toonie Terrors was part of the NECA stuff too. Yes. Man, NECA was getting a lot of fucking money last year Ooh, yeah. for the new toys. I took advantage of the Target's twenty five percent off there for a while. That was a pretty cool deal they had. Yeah, got a whole bunch. So my number one, number one, was the uh, Plasma Series Ecto One. Mm-hmm. That's your number one. Mm-hmm. I thought about putting it on my list, but. That's pretty I cool, man. Did too. I was really happy with seeing that, and it was so nostalgic because I, you know, I haven't, I hadn't rebought an, a Kenner Ecto one like even after I get the figures, and that that was before they announced that they're mm-hmm. going to do that one. And so I was like, just, yeah. just so excited to see that packaging. I know the scale is off for the other stuff, but the amount of detail they put into it, even though it's smaller, there's just something that like takes you back to pure childhood joy of seeing something so well done. Yes. And granted, there's a lot of complaints. People are like, it doesn't have lights, it doesn't have this. Yeah, you could you could touch up and paint it all however you want. Yeah. But overall, man, like as, an, as just a, a product release, like that's really fucking cool. I can't wait to get that on display somewhere. Well, my number one is the Extreme Ghostbusters line stuff that I bought. You fucking mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park with that. You got the Proton Pack? I got the Proton Pack. I got a sweet-ass deal on it, too. It's It's complete. But there's no box. Well, actually, there is a box, I think. Don't like you... the inner box, not the sleeve, I don't think. But oh, like yeah. it's the wi- a white box. Um, and then I have the Ecto-1 I bought as well from that line, which is like probably 90% 80, 80-90% complete. Yeah. yeah, there's like one or two things I'm missing still. But it looks complete to the naked eye. Um, and it's in great shape. And I put batteries in it, and it works. Lights and sounds great. Um, and then I bought 8 out of 12 of the figures. I still need two of the ghosts and the deluxe Egon and Roland. But uh, oh, you still need the trap too. Oh yeah, the trap. Yeah, the role play the trap. Yeah. But yeah, that's still, a little bit getting, harder to find too. Getting just most like of that. that stuff. It's just like collecting in any line. Like you can find that stuff if you want to pay an ungodly amount for it. But if you want to find a deal on it, you well, got to be a smart shopper. I'm always looking up Extreme Ghostbusters on eBay. Yeah. And I could easily resell this. Ecto one that I bought for maybe seventy bucks, I could resell it for probably a hundred and fifty in the shape that it's in because oh for sure easily shitty ones that are stained and have nothing go for like seventy bucks. Same with the the proton pack; it's crazy that I got that for how much cheap I did. So that's my uh, number one. Nick, what is your number one? I put putting together and then and attaching the roof rack to my Ecto one e. That, that was a counts. pretty fucking cool project. Yeah, that counts yeah. as a collectible, technically, yes. No, I had a lot of the parts for a long time, but just putting right. it together and getting together, it up there. Yeah. Yeah. And then trial and error and a few things. It's, uh, it's good. Still got to get it wired, though. Which yeah. That money just went to fixing the goddamn car itself. So. Yeah. 
That's the joys of life. I do have a couple honorable mentions I wanted to shout out. Um, one would be the uh, San Diego Comic-Con Dennis Nedry Barbasol can exclusive. I did get one of those, which is pretty slick. Mm. I like that one a lot. And obviously the Spengler Neutrona wand or Neutrino wand, whatever you want to fucking call it, depending on the brand or whatever. Um, that's Neutrona is canon. It's a... Uh, you know, after I modded that, I'm really fucking happy with it. I got two of them. I got one still in box just for future purposes. But it's good to have that on there. And, like, I'm thinking, like, I still might just be able to throw that up in the display room. You put more realistic tape on it, right? Yeah, I put a, a better grip on there, more realistic tape, put a real uh, clippered valve on there, did some touch-ups to the paint. and uh, You can find our videos on that on yeah, our YouTube. Oh, we have three awesome. Spangler mod videos spangler wand mod videos and we also have a walkie mod video yep. and um we're gonna do another spangler um we're gonna do alex wand here yeah. soon and it, especially as we start getting close to the movie release date we'll start working on that but definitely want to get his done and i also did a real uh button on the uh, end next to the hat light which the hat light is the um mode changer for the video game stuff which is Kind of silly, because they could have put a real button next to it. But some of the things in that were, like, amazing, and then some things were like, what? Yeah. You know, they did a great job of reproducing, like, all the dents and parts of it that were beat up, but then some of the stuff they didn't actually replicate exactly. So that's why it's an honorable mention, because there's enough things that were off about it. I was like, yeah, I had to put a lot of work into that to get it where I really fucking loved it. Hmm. So any honorable mentions for you kids? Well, it was cool that they released it. Uh, I got that, like, I got a bunch of different ALF stuff. I got an ALF mask um, for cheaper than it originally went for in the 80s. It was like an $80 mask, and it's like I bought it for maybe 40 or something. That's had to do some repairs on it because it has real hair and it's a latex mask. Um, you know what you can cool. do, though? I got an ALF want... autograph and Paul Fusco autograph. If you want the hair to stay on there forever, you can do like that dumbass did and use uh, some Gorilla spray adhesive on it. Right. That fucking hair won't come off. Mm-hmm. Guarantee it. I got a spray bottle of that in the garage right now. Let's put it on uh, my pubic hairs. Mat it down and give you a part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, give it, yeah, a permanent part because I part it every day when I comb it. Oh, yeah? What else did you do? Part it to the side, though. You do a comb over like Donald Trump? Well, no, it's just like my hair is up here. You oh, know, okay. like okay. Well, that side part right there. Uh,. Nick, did you have any anything that you had honorable mention? One thing I can think of is the plasma figures from Ghostbusters and I, I, I the had Power Rangers Morpher that I bought. Oh, that was Morpher. fucking cool. Yeah, with the real metal coins and shit. Yeah, some of the prop style stuff is really fucking amazing, and I've I found that you know I've got so many toys now it's going to be harder to display, and like I'm at a crossroads of like I really love some more stuff that are prop like so I can have that like in a movie room. No, I still love the toy room concept and all that, but I just don't have the space for it here at the moment, so. Yeah. Like, it's always like, oh, I got so much money just stuffed in cardboard boxes around here, and it's really frustrates me. Oh, Justin is in what, yes, have some refers to as space danger when it comes to toys. Like, He's I'm in a, negative space danger. I'm in negative space danger, because all I have, I can see a couple of toy cars out. You're displaying like 10% of what you have, if that. This is like 3%, probably. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even really displayed. It's just kind of clustered around here right now. So. Well, some of it's not bad. Like that, the 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 tops of the my painting over there that things, Jake yeah. did, and then uh, the hoverboard and Batman doesn't look bad over there. Some of that stuff looks good the way you have it. 
Yeah. Oh, oh well. It's time for our concluding segment of the day. We now return to the real Ghostbusters. Diane, 11.30 a.m., February 24th. Entering the town of Twin Peaks. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Bill Murray's the funniest man on the planet. Episode by episode. No, I think that's actually a personal question. That's none of your damn business, and I'd like you to stay out of my personal well, did he affairs. come or what? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Walter, there's just some things you don't talk about in public. Has <sighs> Justin cracked yet? I don't know. You gotta I don't crack. think so. Ooh, you season, got to the end of this. <laughs> season two might be changing. No. Ch-ch-ch-changes. Turning This episode, Justin butt. finally got pubes. You didn't tell me about my pubes, did you? No. Yeah, we having fun or what? Having fun all day, every day. Having fun yet? Exactly. Need to get that from Party Down as a clip. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Twin Peaks, huh? Episode Episode six. six. Cooper's Dreams. Cooper. Now, um... I love how we get to see Cooper, like, really fucking irritated in this one. Yeah. Like, that's the first time we see him, like, truly kind of pissed off, because he can't sleep because all the music coming from the hotel. Yeah, the Icelandics are on Diana's 428 AM. Yeah. I'm pissed off, and I'm about to go on a spree of murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Icelandic singers on his group, the investors for Ghostwood are there. Um... So, he's all pissed off. He goes out there in the morning... Get some coffee. Audrey comes up and is like, hey, I got the job at the department store. I'm, maybe I can help with your investigation. And he's like, hold up. I only have time for coffee, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, he needed that coffee that day, too. And like, She's like, do you need coffee? And like, the look of relief and pure joy in that man's face when he realizes like he's getting that coffee. Yeah. It's fucking special. Um, Jacques Renault's apartment. Which, by the way... Um, your mom threw Rip. away your best porno mag. Rip Walter. Yes. Who played Jacques Renault. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but Walter is his first name. Walter O, who played Jacques Renault. And another character who is related to him in The Return. Um, yeah, he passed away, so that's sad. He did a great job in the show. He's in a bunch of other stuff. Check him out on uh, you know the internets. His uh, family, I think they're collecting funds and stuff. But anyway, we watched this episode, and it, it took place in his apartment for a little bit. Um, Cooper's like, do you have any more donuts? Yeah, and they have all those fucking donuts. And he's like, yeah, I need uh, I need coffee with that. And Andy's like, all right, I'll, I'll go get that. Because he's his bitch, basically. Yeah. Then they're snooping around the apartment. Snoop around. Um, they find a copy of Flesh World. Another yeah. copy. And it says it's a uh, swinger magazine or something on the mm-hmm. on the cover. And there's like, and then Cooper is pretty pretty well it's, versed in this. It's basically Craigslist before Craigslist. The yeah. the you know what section, the casual encounter section. Yeah, he's like reading is. that, and like Cooper knows all about that. Like he's been he's made a few phone calls when he's traveled for the FBI. If you know what I'm saying, you know what I mean. He's a lonely. And I fella. don't think so. Cooper would never do that. That's consenting adults. I think he might. No, he wouldn't. He might just beat off to the ads. That's true. He's like Flash World, huh? but he was very familiar with that. So, at least because they had—that's another episode already. This is the second time we're seeing Flesh World. Yeah, but I mean, he just—they already 
Whatever. <laughs> He's just really into that magazine. That's all I'm gonna say. Cooper is a saint. He doesn't do that shit. He doesn't masturbate. He doesn't have a penis. He doesn't have reproductive organs under those little white pants. Um, Wait, are we talking about Dogma or Twin Peaks? No, I was talking about... I was quoting Donnie Darko when he's talking about the Smurfs, how they yes. don't have sex organs. Yes, I know. Should we hear all the sex organs? <laughs> I was say, when does Cooper wear white pants? Exactly. I was referencing something else. Um, Bobby and Shelly. This is funny <laughs> as shit. Um, Bobby's sitting there flirting after Shelly cooked him food or whatever. And she's in her robe. And... Uh, He's basically like, yeah, sweet. I'm going to eat this breakfast, and then I'm going to nail Shelly on the table afterwards. Shelly on the table. Yeah. Uh, in the house, that's not... He's good. messing around with a gun, and he, he keeps pointing it at her face and shit, and at her while he's, like, motioning around with it. And the finger's on the trigger. And it's fucking hilarious. Like, it'd be so funny if they just pulled a Pulp Fiction, and he accidentally blew her fucking head off. Oh, God. Well, she's like, what would you say to him if he walked through the door right now? Mm-hmm. And he's and like... Then, he goes on this speech about how badass he would be and blow him away and shit or whatever. And then they hear a car door shut and he jumps up all scared. Uh, which is Andy who comes and he's like, hey, have you seen Leo? And she's like, uh, no, why? Oh, nothing, something, you know. She interacts with him for a minute and she tells him that somebody's, what does she say? Something that gives him a clue. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, if you hear from me, you give us a call. Um, she basically puts more suspicion on him. Yeah. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. Um, she's trying to get out of that abusive marriage. She knows what's up. And then Bobby's like, yeah, fucking do it, baby. Yeah. The other part of this episode that really stood out to me was when you start learning about James a little bit more. I hate James. Yeah, his whole conversation, though, about his dad being a musician that left. He's like, you know, I said my dad died. Well, I lied. He just left. And then he's like, my mom's a writer, but she's an alcoholic, so... And you're like, okay, so... And he doesn't... And he tells that in a way that, like, you don't really feel sympathetic for him. Like, he's trying to milk it, and it's kind of disgusting. It's weird, because he's like, I understand if you don't like me because of this. It's like, what? Yeah. That's not a thing. She's going to feel sympathetic for you. You, I mean, unless he's... Unless David Lynch is... Or whoever wrote this specific episode is trying to come across as, like... uh. Yeah, I just lost my train of thought anyway because I don't care much. He's just coming across James. as manipulative, though. Like it's like he's trying to like use her. He's trying to use this story to get adva- to take advantage of her. Yeah, and like get sympathy and like. It's, it's like maybe James is unfamiliar with somebody sympathizing with him after he was with Laura, yeah. but yeah, still, I just hate James. So I don't care. What else stands out on this one to you? Besides well, Maddie that? and Maddie talks to Donna and James about. The secret place or something that Laura used to hide stuff that they're looking for. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that happens, and then Hank is listening to that. That's where they kind of introduce Hank, and he shows up. He's released from prison, Norma's husband. Oh, yeah, okay. And he's involved with Ben and Leo as well. So he's he's a fucking criminal. Um, oh, hands down, yeah. There's no question about it. And then basically he agrees with Norma that he'll work there at the diner. So Yeah, to stay out of trouble. And then let's talk about that ending. Well, am I skipping something? You're skipping lots of things here. Hold okay. on. Bobby in therapy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is the scene. This is Bobby's redeeming scene. Um, where you don't hate him for being like a fucking criminal punk. 
because you find out that basically Laura turned him into a terrible person because she hated herself and she wanted to reflect, see that in other people. She wanted to be more comparable to people and sit. She hated herself, so she wanted to project that onto him and him make him a terrible person. She made him sell drugs so she could do them. That's That's that. That's why he's in debt to Leo and shit. That's why he's dealing with all that. That's why she had all the fucking money in a lockbox. Yeah, manipulation and stuff, yeah. Um, which just makes her look like a cunt. But, you know, it's Laura Palmer, and she had a really fucked up existence, so... Yeah, if you've yeah. seen Firewalk with me, you understand that, so... Um, let's see, that's the therapy with Dr. Jacoby. All that shit really just... That scene is great. Bobby breaks down and cries, because he's like, what happened when you had sex with Laura for the first time? Or made love or something, he said. Did you cry? Bobby's like, what? And he's like, did you cry? And it's clearly that like Laura told J- Jacoby about these experiences, so yeah, he knows. So he already and knows. He's already yeah. he's invoking that in him, kind and of it's, manipulating it's, it him is, too. It is. It's fucked up, but it works. Yeah, um, that's it's interesting because she had such an impact on so many people. And, like you're seeing, like how toxic it was in certain ways yes. to everybody, and it's like the lingering effects are still going on. They go out to the log lady's cabin when they're oh, looking for the yeah. other cabin. They find her, and she's like, "You know, you guys are two days late." But whatever. You know, she says a bunch of cryptic weird shit like the log lady does. About the owl, too? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she explains... What does she fucking say? She gives him some more clues where Cooper's kind of like listening, and he's like, oh, I get it, I get it. I get what she's saying. I didn't write that part down. I should have written more down there, but... Um, Audrey goes into the walls, psycho style. Oh, and yeah. And is watching... Uh, Fucking looking through the eyes. Catherine and Ben. And she sees them start to fuck on the desk before she's like, let's burn the mill tonight. And he's like, listen, bitch, it's under control. Here's a breath mint also. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Perhaps a monocle. Leland dancing, come on. That's fucking great. When he's like losing his shit and he's like, no, go dance with him. Dance with him. And he makes fucking Catherine go over there and dance with him. Just to save face for everyone. Leo versus Shelly. Round two. Fight. I got a clip for that. Fight. Basically. <laughs> um, she wins this round. Damn right she does. She shoots his ass. I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. <laughs> <laughs> My singing is laughable, so thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, she shoots that motherfucker. And then um, you come to the end of the episode, which is what I like to call fapping material. Mm-hmm. Could you explain? Well, Cooper comes home, you see, back to the Great Northern Hotel, and he comes into his room. But it's open. Someone's in there, and he knows it. He pulls out his pistol. He opens the door. And he says, into the darkness, turn on the lamp on the desk next to you, or the table side, whatever the fuck it is, I don't know what he says. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You just lost that, you're like, all of a sudden, you're like, this is going really well, and then you're like, eh. No, uh, so, yeah, it's it's Audrey. Audrey's in the dark, and she's naked in his bed, covering up herself, and he just looks at her like, and you can just tell, like, the blood is going from his head to his cock. Ding. But also... He's an upstanding man. What's he going to do? Is the next episode going to start with them smoking cigarettes in the bed? 
Or is it going to be him saying, Audrey, we can't do this. Unless we videotape it. On the next <laughs> episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Find out who gives a shit about Bigfoot. Update. No one. So fuck him. <laughs> That's pretty much this episode, though. Good episode. Great series. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Uh, amazing. It's good stuff. Um, hopefully, if you're watching this and you haven't seen Twin Peaks, you're like, oh, maybe I should watch it and get 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 in line with the podcast because uh, we're on episode six already. You could you could binge episodes one through well, six it. this weekend if you wanted and then yeah, be caught yeah. up. You'd watch it before go. we spoil everything. Exactly. Exactly. We're getting close to real spoiler territory for this show, too. Like, the next couple like episodes are going to real sh- stuff, some real yeah. shit's going to happen, so. Shit's going to um, get real. Yeah, we look forward to that. No, and if you've been listening for the last year, we really appreciate anyone who's taken time out of their day to, or week, yes. to listen, watch, like, anything, interact. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, if you if you're one of the people who actually listens to these podcasts all the way through, especially because uh, you know, there's I feel like there's a lot of people who like probably listen to everything up until they're uninterested. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they probably lose interest with this shit. But uh, I love you if you listen to the end. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're not watching along to episode by episode, I, I get kind of going around that portion. But. Yeah, but. <laughs> So remember, kids. Smoke weed every day. (laughs) (laughs) That's Alex' advice to live by. Yes. Um. I don't think we have anything else to talk about today, but uh, happy anniversary to us. Mm -hmm. Um, Exactly. Go get yourself some Ghostbuster cereal. Have yourself a good week. Get ready for the next episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Year two of this podcast is going to be pretty epic. So stick around. Because the days of sniffing the dirt are over. Um, remember to like and subscribe if you're on our YouTube channel and you can see our beautiful faces. Look at that mustache sit right atop that microphone. If you want to see that, go over to the youtube.com slash thefrogbros. Um, you can also hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of the annoying places that you hate to visit, but you do it anyway constantly, like all of us. Uh, hit us up on those. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. Nighty night. Bye. These are my dinner guests. The Frog Brothers. The, the, the Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests. Frog Brothers. The, the, the Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests. The Frog Brothers. The, the, the Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests. Frog Brothers. The, the, the Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. These are my dinner. Shut this off. Shut these all off.